Hello and welcome back to another episode of a cozy Christmas podcast. Merry Christmas. Today's the big day. I'm just so looking forward to this moment, to this day, to the celebrating that will be going on. And yeah, the gifts, you know, I'm not going to lie. I like a good Christmas present as much as the next guy. And I, I've asked for a lot of books this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to a good Christmas book haul. So we'll see what Santa brings me. A couple of things. I've got a great interview today with actor Robert Peter Paul. He also hosts the podcast, The Art of Kindness podcast. He's been on the show before, and I was so excited to have him be able to come back on. We can talk about uh, kindness and Christmas time and enjoy a, a, just a very relaxing and restful conversation that I hope this afternoon or sometime over the next week you're able to listen to this and maybe you've stuffed yourself silly with Christmas cookies or ham or turkey, whatever it is you eat for Christmas. I hope you got a lot of it. And if everything goes right, my plan today is, of course, on Christmas Eve night, while my wife and I, we enjoy uh, fondue after the kids go to bed. Uh, she, she puts some hot oil in the fondue pot and we fry up little pieces of chicken and, and steak and we have some seasonings we dip it in. We have Christmas cookies we eat. We just It's just a really quiet way to relax and unwind after a crazy year. Following that, uh, before bed, I'll probably spend a few minutes in, in quiet reflection in the living room, maybe listening to some Christmas music with the room lit only by the Christmas tree. And then I love to spend just a couple of minutes outside right before bed, as close to midnight as I can. I like to do that. I, I always say it's because there's just a certain stillness in the air that you don't get on any other night of the year. There's this sense of anticipation that I feel everyone is experiencing. But it also could be because I'm hoping to catch a glimpse of of the big guy himself. You know, uh, One of these days, I'm going to see Santa flying around. And believe me, that's going to be a scoop. <laughs> I will be sure to talk about it on a podcast. And then Christmas morning, I'm sure I'll beg my wife that we let the kids sleep in so that we can experience a, a few quiet moments on Christmas morning. But undoubtedly, our kids will be up, or at least Gracie will be up. And my dog will, of course, get us up if we sleep too late. She jumps in the middle of the bed and gets us out of bed. And then, well, we'll probably still set, let all the kids sit on the stairs and, and have to wait. Mom and dad can go downstairs to see if Santa came. But really, it's, you know, we're going to get the morning, our morning coffee going uh, because we need coffee for Christmas. As much as I love the holiday, boy, you need that cup of coffee. So then uh, we'll come downstairs. We'll, we'll uh, before we get even into the stockings, we'll probably sit around the Christmas tree and, and read the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke. It's such a, a powerful reminder that there's a, 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 at least for us, what we believe, you know, there's a deeper reason for why we're celebrating Christmas. And we want to take a minute to acknowledge that. But then, you know, we'll get into the stockings. And years pass, I don't usually get too many things in my stocking anymore. You know, I guess I'm an old man, but usually uh, Santa brings us a new ornament for the year. Uh, with some kind of accomplishment on it or something, you know, something to remind us of this past year. Speaking of which, a listener, Angela, she sent me a beautiful ornament uh, that it, it said, it's printed, um, God blesses everyone. 
on the ornament. It has some kind of Victorian style decorating on it. It's a quote from A Christmas Carol, of course. I really love that ornament. It's so beautiful and it's so meaningful. Angela, thank you for that. That was very kind of you to send that. And it brought a big smile to my face. And then before we dig into the pile of presents, uh, we have to have breakfast. I make French toast. Katie Wilbert, the uh, guest who was on just a couple weeks ago, sent me her recipe for those cinnamon rolls. So I might make those for Christmas morning too. Maybe I'll make those for Christmas Eve, actually. That sounds really good. So we'll uh, sit around the table. You know, we'll enjoy a leisurely breakfast. We, we don't want to rush the day. Let's enjoy the moment. So the way we do it, we, we hand out one present at a time and one person at a time will open a present. And my wife tries really hard to make sure, you know, like if one of our kids opens a present that the next kid who opens it will, will have something similar to it. And it builds up from, you know, the smaller presents to the large presents. She really <laughs> makes it linger and last. And, and we can just spend, you know, two or three hours opening presents, not because we have so many, but, you know, just because we take time. And if we need to take a break, we do that. We go make fresh coffee. We can do that. Sometimes family will call. We'll stop and talk with family. We, we just don't want that to be over so quickly. Um, you know, because we say it's not about the presence, but there is also something about, you know, the finishing up the presence that kind of brings that one, one thing to a close. You know, this big moment at Christmas is, has been brought to a conclusion we will probably have some kind of a Christmas uh, late lunch, early dinner in the afternoon. It'll very likely be spiral ham. My wife loves to make that a glazed spiral ham. To her, that's Christmas. You know, she she loves having that. Lots of lots and lots of cookies. We might watch um, a Christmas movie that day. It might be It's a Wonderful Life or Muppets Christmas Carol or something. Well, those are my plans for Christmas. I'd love to hear yours. Maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe Christmas Day is over. But no matter what time of year it is, and I mean that, maybe it's January and you're depressed because Christmas is done and gone and been packed away. Send me an email. Write me a story. Tell me how your Christmas went. I'd love to hear from you. You can always find me at CozyChristmasPodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, I love to ramble. You know I do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But with that, let's go ahead and uh, head up to the interview loft with Robert Peter Paul. Uh, welcome to the season finale of season four here at A Cozy Christmas Podcast. Now, to help me make this transition today uh, is... The spirit of Christmas present himself, uh, or maybe the spirit of Christmas kindness or something. I don't know. But Robert Peter Paul is here. Uh, he's the host of the Art of Kindness podcast. He's an actor and just a genuinely nice guy. So, Robert, welcome back to the Cozy Christmas podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm going to put that on my resume, the the spirit of Christmas kindness or just of Christmas. That was so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I think you own that title, my friend, but okay. I'll share it for now. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I don't know. There's some days I feel more like the, the 
Scrooge or the Grinch or something. I don't know. Well, well, well I'm happy you admit that because we all have those days, you know? Yep. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, sometimes it just takes, uh, you know, attitude adjustment or something and you think, all right, I can, I can be better. I can do better here. Yes. Or a friend, you know, clinking chains together to get you back on track. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you're my uh, Jacob Marley then. I don't know. <laughs> Well, <laughs> here we go. I don't know if he has an accent. Probably. Yeah, he does, right? He, he might. British. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be there we go. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to have you back on. Uh, I think you were first on back in 2021, I believe. Um, but yeah. in any case, your, your podcast had just was in its first year and uh, had you on. And you st- and you, here you are a couple years later, you're still going. So we're still uh, standing to you, quote Elton John. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, um, just for, I've got some new listeners and, and folks like that. Why don't you go ahead and give a little introduction uh, about your podcast and who you are? I'd be delighted to. Thank you for asking. So hello, listeners. I am Robert Peter Paul. I am the host and creator of the Art of Kindness podcast which is on the Broadway Podcast Network. But do not be fooled. We have more than, I won't say more than just because Broadway is amazing, but we have all sorts of guests. And the whole idea is that we spotlight people working in the entertainment industry who use their platform to give back and make the world a better place. And I try and make sure that lovely listeners leave each episode with tangible kindness tips. So something specific that people can do every day to try and make the world a little bit brighter. What inspired you to start this podcast to begin with? You know, it was many things. Art, as you know, Mm -hmm. you are the art of of (laughs) Christmas. I think it started on one hand with my childhood, as most things do. I won't go too deep. Don't worry. I was born in 90. No, (laughs) I growing up experienced sort of extreme acts of kindness when my brother was diagnosed with cancer and then throughout his journey. And unfortunately, when he ended up passing away, the community really surrounded us and enveloped us us with love and kindness. And, you know, they organized meal trains with people to come over and bring us dinner. My brother had a lot of movie stars and people he looked up to sending him letters when he was in the hospital sick. And so there were just a lot of really lovely acts of kindness that specifically struck me when they were coming from the arts and people in entertainment. Flash forward on the other hand, on the other end, when I started to work in the entertainment industry, I experienced maybe the other side of kindness, sort of the the lack of it sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or how it can be used to, I guess, manipulate. And all this was kind of cooking in my brain during the pandemic, right before we talked on mm-hmm. on your podcast, I was working as an entertainment news reporter and I was just really dismayed about all the negative news. There was such an onslaught during that time because it was a dark time and we were all huddled up in our homes, you know, Mm -hmm. wishing that Christmas would save us. And it was interesting because I saw that while people were really clicking these salacious sort of negative headlines, there was also data that proved people love reading about really positive things like celebrity baby news or see this celebrity get married or so-and-so buys their mom a house. The The Rock bought his mom a house and that was an article that did so well. People loved reading it. So I had that information in my head and 
again, I think this was all cooking. And then the timer went off in the middle of the night. I woke up and I thought the art of kindness podcast. And then the next day I literally Googled how to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I told my wife I was doing it. And she was like, here we go. <laughs> another, <laughs> another project. But when I really get my mind on something, I, I have to do it. You know, when I feel that mm -hmm. passion and yeah, so it was basically just out of necessity, I think, to put more positive news into the world. Mm. That's, I mean, there's a lot of similarity as to why I started um, the Cozy Christmas podcast. Um, other than, you know, it was a pandemic and we were bored, of, you know, <laughs> sitting at home. But mm. um, I, there was just so much negativity in the world. And I, thought I, I, you know, part of the motivation behind it was, yeah, I like Christmas, but I, but I chose Christmas because uh, a lot of people were turning to it, but it, you know, it's something that I find to be a very positive time of year. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I'm able to use that to, yeah, you know, to, we, we have fun. We I read stories and talk to people and all that, but I, I underline it all. I want there to be a message of, of positivity and, in goodness and kindness that goes out as well, because we really need to hear that. <laughs> even, mm -hmm. even still years later, we, we are still we in need of that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't I think we'll ever not be in need of it. And well, that's true. Th yeah. Thank you for doing that. I mean, it, it really is such a positive, joyful podcast to listen to. I remember my wife first listened when I was on it, which is very supportive of her. Mm -hmm. But she was just beaming from ear to ear. And then she kept listening. You know, she listened to our friend, Sarah Joy and, Every time she listened, she would just say, this really is just so cozy. And cozy is one of our favorite words. So it is the highest compliment she can give. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. That's, um, it means a lot. It, it It's, well, and, and you know, as, as an actor, performer, that when you see yourself accomplishing the goals you set out to do, it's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's encouraging, you know, it keeps you motivated to keep going. So Oh, uh, yeah. well, yes. Keep going. Listening to you is like a warm blanket. I feel like I'm, I'm sipping on hot cocoa every time I tune in. You know, I've had some, uh, reviewers leave about how cozy and comforting they find it. And a few have said, you know, don't take it the wrong way, but I fall asleep while I'm listening. It, it's just so cozy. <laughs> and, and I laugh because I fall asleep listening to it while I'm editing. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, this is nice. Wait, no, <laughs> wake up. You oh, know, wake that's up. good. Well, here's the thing. If you're sleeping right now, wake up. Okay. Wake that's up. Right. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got my coffee. I, I made it a little extra strong. So, um, uh, oh, good. <laughs> we're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. We can stumble out of, out of bed and tumble into the kitchen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I can't remember if I mentioned this last time, but, um, it, on your podcast, when you, in the introduction, even before the episode starts, you know, you always have your greeting that says, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. And I, that little phrase has really taken on a, a deep meaning for me that I, I appreciate hearing that from somebody, you know, even though it's a pre-recorded thing and you're talking to a, a vast audience, but it's just hearing a voice of somebody telling you, I'm glad that you're here, whether it's here listening or you're just here on planet earth, you know, it's, it's good to hear. So, oh, thank you. No, I really, I really appreciate that because when I recorded that and I recently re-recorded it to try and update my audio from when I first recorded the intro after a couple of years, I was picturing people. I mean, I, I'm speaking to people because I really am 
just so overjoyed and thankful that anyone tunes into my podcast. Mm -hmm. But on a deeper level, I'm grateful that the person listening is alive and committing mm -hmm. to something positive. Because if if you're there in that moment, you are, you're committing to kindness and you're surviving, you know, in, in this world that can be really hard. So mm -hmm. I'm glad uh, that touches you. That means a lot. And hearing you say that reminds me that maybe when I write it down and I can make a, my own mug of hot cocoa, I can write on it. I'm so glad you're here. H-E-A-R. Ah, <laughs> see what I did there? It's a podcast. But yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Thank <little>, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, we've, we've got million dollar ideas here. I mean, you know, we I do. <laughs> yeah. Business people, please give us a ring. That's right. <laughs> I will podcast for Christmas cookies. That's so I come, I come cheap. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that is not cheap. There's a lot of love <laughs> baked into those cookies. <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, my wife is downstairs baking some cookies right now. So <gasps> what kind? Um, let's see. She's got a bunch she's, she's going to be doing, but, um, wow. There's something called uh, chocolate crinkles, mm -hmm. the the sugar cookie. Well, I think uh, actually they're eggnog sugar cookies, which are. Oh, wow. Next mm, level. Yes. Yeah. I just made some gingerbread cookies the other day and we've already almost eaten all of them. So <laughs> <laughs> we had those last night. Our friend bought over some gingerbread cookies or mm -hmm. brought over. She did buy them. I always do that wrong. My wife gets on me about it. But we we enjoyed some. We had a little Christmas movie night, which was really fun. And as you're saying that, I feel like a podcast just talking about Christmas cookies and and them being baked. I mean, that's magic. We're capturing mm -hmm. your wife's magic right now. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> Save me some. Okay, you bet. Um, yeah, it's too <laughs> One day, maybe um, podcasts will have the ability to add, you know, smell a vision or something. You can oh, smell the, the yes. fresh baked cookies. Yeah. From your mouth to Santa's ears. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So talking a little bit more about your podcast and, and talking about kindness. And, and like I said, it's, it's just, uh, it's very genuine discussions that you've had um, over, over the last couple of years. What is your personal definition of kindness? And I was just wondering, has it changed at all since you've started the podcast and have uh, heard other people's um, views of kindness and kindness tips. Has that changed at all for you? Yes, that's an excellent question. You know, when I first started the podcast and realized that I would be asking people what their definition of kindness is, I thought I should really know mine. <laughs> and I'm glad I thought that because eventually some of the guests started to turn the table when they realized that they were being put in that, I guess, quote unquote, hot seat with that deep question. And so originally I was defining it as using your time on this earth to make your own or someone else's day a little bit brighter. But now after all these episodes and really learning from so many guests, I've realized that first of all, kindness is personal. I mean, over a hundred episodes in, nobody's had the same definition, which is really cool. Mm. But what I've seen is that the through line of them all is love. So kindness is love. But to add to that, I think kindness is choosing love over fear in any given moment. Mm -hmm. So there is a saying, a deeply rooted uh, philosophical saying, I believe, I, I can't ever find who actually first coined this, but that there are only two emotions. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm -mm. Well, I guess in life, there are only really two emotions. So any emotion you're feeling, whether it's excitement or 
feeling nervous in the moment, you can boil down to either love or fear. And it's interesting because nervous and excited, I guess I chose those two for a reason, Hmm. are similar feelings in the body. But if you boil it down, being nervous is probably acting out of fear. Whereas if you choose excitement, you're acting out of love. So I think if just throughout the day, you know, even right now, let's say as you're listening to this, you're nervous because someone's walking towards you and you're listening on your walk and it's a stranger and you don't know if you should wave and say hello and you just feel like that's too vulnerable. Well, you're acting out of fear. And if you can choose love, then maybe you can look up and just give them a little wave. And that's a a connection that I guarantee will change your day, will change their day and probably have a ripple effect. They're more likely to then wave to somebody else. So I think that's now my definition of kindness, just choosing love over fear. Boy, that's uh, that's a whole podcast episode content right there. <laughs> I know. I, I did ramble a little bit. <laughs> no, no. Just that thought of choosing uh-huh. love over fear. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of conflict, you know, in our world today. And like, how would these things be different if we could choose love versus fear? Mm-hmm. Looking at um, A Christmas Carol, and I think a lot of what, motivate mm-hmm. Scrooge at first is fear. You know, it, so he probably grew up um, a, a in poverty and or a very hard upbringing as we get some revealing of his backstory. And so he he's almost afraid, you know, afraid of being poor, afraid of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then at the, uh, you know, by the end of the story, you know, um, spoiler alert here, if you're like the one person who doesn't know <laughs> the story, but, uh, you know, he, you know, he changes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, he changes and he decides, you know, I think to operate out of love for his, you know, fellow humans that he's on that journey with, you know, to, to say, wait, I have the resources to help someone in need why am I hoarding it for myself? You know, I, I need to share yeah. that and seek their best. Um, and I, I think that's you're so right. powerful example of, of what you're just talking about. That's such a wonderful example because it, you're right. It does end with him choosing love. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's giddy, he's dancing, he's singing, he's hugging tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's a reason why that story has kind of stood the test of time and why it even sort of gets modern takes with, you know, they're spirited with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and mm-hmm. they're sort of all Scrooged and all these different retellings of that same story, because it, it is a theme and a struggle, unfortunately, that still exists today. And I guess it can be really hard for someone like Scrooge or the Grinch even mm-hmm. to choose love when you're afraid to love. And so you're living in that state of fear it's almost like, how can I get to love? What's the bridge if I'm afraid, if I'm living in fear and then I'm also afraid of choosing the other thing. And I guess in those moments, it's important to sort of ask yourself why and then let people in because I think that's how these stories sort of change, right? It's Mm -hmm. in A Christmas Carol, in The Grinch, it's when they start to sort of let people in and connect with others that we have a story and it moves forward. You know, the Grinch is suddenly having a great time at the Christmas festival. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, um, yeah, it's the importance of human connection. And I, I that's one of the reasons I love Christmas, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody is choosing love, I think at this time of year or trying to, you know, at this, at the stores, everybody says, 
happy holidays. They greet you with a smile. Yeah. Everybody's just really trying extra hard to be in the Christmas spirit, which I think is, is choosing love. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know for some, you know, for some reason at this time of year, when you don't, it seems like, you know, the arguments are more intense, you know, and the, the, the mm-hmm. feelings and the emotions are more in contrast. Maybe yeah. it's because it just, it's that time where that feeling really comes to, um, uh, I, I don't know it, it, <laughs> what, what I, what I'm getting, I, I can picture what I'm trying to say here, but you know, it's I know like, what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. It's, it's like the, well, you bring up something too, that I don't want to ignore, which is that the holidays are, or is, I guess, I don't know which one would be correct now. I, I can't even speak. It's, it's a time of duality. And so I think if we can also recognize that it's not the most wonderful time of the year for a lot of people, yeah, it, it, and some people it is, but it also isn't, you know, we all have stressful situations during the holidays. There might be one family member that we're nervous to see at a party, or, you know, we might not have enough money to get everybody the gifts we want. I mean, there's all sorts of things. And I think just recognizing that and not skating over it to use a Christmas metaphor <laughs> is, is important. So I, I think you were, you were getting a little bit towards that, which is that, you know, we can't all walk around holly jolly all the time, but right. it's, I guess important that we don't live in a space of being a permanent Scrooge every day because then you're shutting people out and you might have ghosts hunting you down. You never know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they they would be, uh, coming for your, for your good. (laughs) Oh yes. Or hopefully they'd be, they'd be sitting on a giant pile of food and just give you a big feast. Uh, Like, um, do you have a favorite ghost out of the, well, okay. People say there's three, but there's actually four. There are. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good on you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love the his, uh, Scourge's scenes with Jacob Marley. It's just, it's so intense. But mm-hmm. my, my favorite of the Christmas spirits is uh, the, the Ghost of Christmas Present. It, it's just his whole joyful personality, the way he's, he's so giving, especially, you know, like to the poor, you know, Scrooge mm-hmm. says, you know, that stuff that he sprinkles on their food and everything, um, the Christmas magic, whatever you call it, you know, and says, you know, why do you give it on the, to the poor more than others? And he said, because the poor, that's the ones who need it the most, you know, they, mm. they need that. Uh, but I like his, his just larger than life joy about Christmas. Um, and it's, and it also has, you know, some of the best scenes in the whole book with, um, the whole Cratchit Christmas family Christmas scene. Um, and then towards the end, you know, when um, Scrooge is realizing that, you know, he, he's talking about Tiny Tim and, and the two children, ignorance and want, you know, he says, is there anyone to help them? And then the ghost repeats Scrooge's own words back on him. And it's, you know, from a story perspective, it's just brilliantly done how mm-hmm. he calls back Scrooge's earlier words of anger and Scrooge is just cut by his own words and, and he's just devastated. Because mm-hmm. he he realizes what, like he he's been able to put a face to you know to the problem. You know, it's not just nebulous poverty, or, you know, poor people. Like this is my my employers or my employee's son. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen Tiny Tim now, and I I see these two children, ignorance and want, and I'm seeing the impact that ignorance and 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 need have on people and. And then he hears his own callous words for what they are. And it, it's just like, it breaks him. 
Mm. And it, it's such a powerful scene. So there, there's a lot If well, you, you know, f- as an actor, you, you would just relish to have scenes like that, you know, to- <laughs> <laughs> the brilliance of Dickens. I actually yeah. did play Bob Cratchit, fun fact, oh, fun. and a few others in a radio version of A Christmas Carol that is streaming wherever you get your podcasts. And that was a really great time. And it, I think it also speaks to the fact that, you know, it's a timeless tale and such a wonderful story when just listening to it is exciting. You know, mm-hmm. I, just hearing everybody take on the different voices. And I know you, you'll share and read stories on here. Mm-hmm. It it really is just such a wonderfully written show. And I find with Dickens in or oh, story, I find with Dickens, you know, during the pandemic, we went back. I was sort of in a mini book club with my nanny, my grandma, who I love. Mm-hmm. Shout out. And we were reading Dickens. And I mean, once you get into the rhythm of his words, I mean, yes, if you're used to sort of the pop fiction that we read now, which is all really fun too. Mm -hmm. It might take you a second to get into Dickens, but once you're in there, you do realize, like you're saying, just the brilliance of his writing. And I find that with great expectations. I found that with the old curiosity shop and -hmm. of course with a Christmas Carol, one of his most famous works. So now I'm on a Dickens kick, but I know you're a book lover too. So I think. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. His, his stories and novels are, he, he, I mean, he's my absolute favorite writer by far. And, and I actually tell people if, if, you know, I, where do I start with Dickens? I will tell them, start with a, a Christmas Carol. Mm. You're like, Oh, that's a Christmas story, but I'm like, Oh, but it's so much more. <laughs> it's yeah. And it's well-written and it's has the benefit of so many people are familiar with at least the very basics of the story that it can help mm-hmm. when you're, like you said, dealing with that um, language barrier because uh i mean this year the book turns 180 years old oh wow um so you know 180 it's 80 degrees yeah <laughs> it's you know it, it's been around for a while so there's going to be archaic language and references you might not get but it's a good access into dickens i think yes and maybe i'm just a nerd but i think that's fun i love coming uh-huh. across a word or a, a phrase that i'm not familiar with I find with fiction now, I really am just like speeding through it because it's such a fast paced, you know, propulsive read. Mm -hmm. But then when I I go back and read stories like that, I really take my time and our neighbors probably are like, what is going on over there? Because every second I'm like, hey, Google, what does this mean? And my Google home will tell me the definition (laughs) or my wife who knows certainly more literary terms than I do. But I think that that's such an exciting thing to sort of find these gems it's like a treasure trove of language from the past it was really hard for me to get into that at first um i mean i i started as a teenager trying to tackle great expectations and and i'm liking it but i'm like this is so hard oh yeah (laughs) for sure um what what really got me um i had heard the um uh, patrick stewart's audio version He, he did like a one-man play of um a christmas carol and and so mm-hmm. there's this uh it's somewhat edited from the book but he has a recording and i came across that and I'm like oh this is captain picard reading the story okay i gotta hear this you know and <laughs> but yeah that was kind of got me into it more and, and helped me to understand it just hearing it performed you know it was yeah, just the right time yeah that's that's sort of what i try to do with my podcast too is having guests that maybe people love and we'll say, oh, I love this person. And then they mm-hmm. tune in for that, like you did for Patrick Stewart. And then they walk away really thinking about kindness and maybe 
loving the show and wanting to focus on more positive things in their life. So I guess it speaks to the power of humanity. And like mm -hmm. you, you were saying before, making things personal. Right. Which, uh, you know, to go full circle here, uh, let's do it. <laughs> th this is uh, what was motivating Dickens to write a Christmas Carol is, you know, he, he in other books like Oliver Twist, I know is one and, and others where he, he wants to make a story about a problem personal. So, you know, oh, I hear about the poor people. That's nice. But then I'll, I'll read Oliver Twist, you know, and spend 400 pages in his point of view and, and you know, be realized, wait, this, this boy could have been me, you know, uh, and look at yeah. the trauma he's gone through or books like uh, David Copperfield or others where he's especially trying to write about an agenda. What was the other? Uh, Hard Times was another one about. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I, well, I guess Nicholas Nickleby, too, the um, conditions of some of the schools at the time. And he wrote to expose mm. that uh, because they were just horrible, horrible conditions. Mm. And the the power of story is is such that, oh yeah, you know, you can put it in the story and then it really, it moves people to, to action. I couldn't agree more. The power of storytelling and of books. Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. We're already half an hour in and I hardly ask you any questions, but, <laughs> but I'm having a great time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We are solving the world's problems here. So that's... yeah, we we're down a book. We're in some book aisle in a library way down on a tangent. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> well, and, and I, I wanted to also take a, a few minutes here just to reflect on this past year as uh, it's always a, a bittersweet time to come to an end of a year. Um, but looking back over what's, what is the, maybe the kindest thing that's happened to you this past year? That's such a great thing to reflect on. I try and think about that daily, weekly, if I can. Mm -hmm. And what's frustrating is that if you don't think about it often, it can be hard to really pinpoint. Although there's kindness happening all around us every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even you talking about your wife's cookies before and, and speaking highly of her or me talking about my wonderful wife, they might not hear it, but that's sort of an act of kindness. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I think one of the kindest things, I was lucky to experience a lot of kindness, but one of the kindest things to happen to me this year did involve my wife. I can't stop talking about her, everybody. The one and only <laughs> Cassie. For my birthday this year, she had a surprise for me. And it was a surprise she was teasing and really making me curious about. And she said, I just need about an hour or two to set up, but you can't go into your office. And I thought, huh, that's intriguing. And so she had that hour. We, we sort of, she, we needed to schedule a time to do it. We got it all done and, or she got it all done. And then she said, come into the office. So I walk into the office and this is a shared office work from home situation. I have one corner, she has the other. But when I walked in, it was all turned around and my desk was in the middle of the room. There was a chair on either side. Two computers were set up, two microphones were set up. And I was like, what is going on? I forgot we had a second microphone. Uh -huh. It turns out she surprised me for my birthday with a podcast episode that she made celebrating me and the work I've done, <laughs> <laughs> which if you know me, you wouldn't think I don't want to listen to my own voice. So, I mean, she really does know me. Uh -huh. She interviewed two really great friends who are on theme for my podcast. They're working in the arts and also making the world a better place and had them talk about me, working with me, share some thoughts on kindness. 
And then as I sat there and listened to it, she recorded my reactions and then she turned the tables and interviewed me. And then she put it all together and edited it. And so I released it and it's, it's on my podcast feed and a lot of people really enjoyed it, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she spent so much time sort of making a documentary, almost just celebrating what I'm passionate about. That was so kind to me, you know, it was really special. So that, that one stands out. That that's, it's so neat because what, what she gives in that is, is time, which is so valuable, you know? It's, it's, um, I saw a commercial recently about a flower company, you know, and everyone's getting flowers and they're acting like it's this biggest present of they've ever received, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's a commercial, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I got thinking like, when, but those flowers are going to be dead in a few days, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. My wife says never get me flowers. So I get her yeah. candy instead, but with flowers, you reminded me another act of kindness, which uh-huh. was my, unfortunately my pop pop, my grandfather, who. I love so much passed away this past summer when I was in a production of Beauty and the Beast. I think it was the summer. I don't even, I can't even tell time anymore. Mm. It might not have been. And speaking of flowers, I was at the wake and I had just walked away from the casket and was kind of a mess. And I looked to my left, left, and there was a beautiful flower arrangement from the company of Beauty and the Beast at the Mm. theater I was doing it at. And it was just such a surprise and, and, Immediately on every petal, I saw all of their faces. I felt so much love. So, I mean, these tangible things are acts of kindness too. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like you're saying all about the timing and either you're yeah. giving someone your time or you're meeting them in a time when they, they really need you. Right. Right. And it's, um, you know, not even so much being the flowers, but the, the time and thought they <laughs> really sounds yeah. like a cliche, you know, that the, the it's the thought that counts, but you know, Hey, they it thought is. of me and, and they took some time to order this for me just to remind me that they're with me. And I mean, that's, mm. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's the consideration and considering that I know we're wrapping up your season. So I have to ask mm-hmm. you, what was the kindest thing that happened to you all year, my friend? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a well, big question. It, it is. It is. Um, and actually I've been trying to think about this and, um, uh, I mean, there are, so if we want to talk about our, our, our spouses here, you know, uh, so many ways my wife has just shown kindness to me on a daily basis, just putting up with me, you know, <laughs> how I feel that. And see, so we, see, so we celebrated 23 years of marriage this year. Congratulations. After, uh, after Christmas, we're going to um, go away for a couple of days to, uh, out to Eastern Iowa. There's a town that is full of bookstores. There's like four or five in this little town and wow so we're gonna go out there take a couple of days go book sh- oh, little bookstore town. just kidding <laughs> of east iowa well, yeah i think you need to document this and that could be like a mini podcast series you and your wife on this book hunt there we go yeah yeah especially if we were looking for a specific book you know yeah <laughs> that would be but cool that would yeah and, and you know just just her i don't know not, you know just her friendship you know she's she's been working at, at a library. She's, she's working on a, a master's degree on top of all this. And, uh, and, and then she just puts up with my nonsense on a daily basis. That's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then in, in like in, uh, in the podcasting world, I, there are some other podcasters I've become friends with that have, you know, we don't see each other as competitors, 
so I don't know what it's like, you know, in the real quote unquote real podcast world, but <laughs> you are in the real, I, I know you're right. <laughs> well, it's, it's all, it's all virtual. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're not, we're not trying to one up each other or anything. They're just genuinely kind people that if I have a question about how to do something, they will be more than happy to help walk me through it, you know, as far as like technical stuff goes. And I've been able to have them on a few times. I've been on their show a few times and and we just share, you know, the resources and what little I know about podcasting, you know, these are things that they could be charging for, you know, but Mm. they don't, they just say, yeah, come on, or let me help you with that or this or that. And, And it's just those little, little acts of kindness that are, are really meaningful and it builds a friendship over uh yes. over this past couple of years so yeah it's such a community and mm-hmm. you're reminding me too that every act of kindness has a person behind it or i guess an animal if you have a pet that really comforts you but there has to be some sort of being behind it and mm-hmm. there's actual research you know i work with a wonderful nonprofit called kindness.org that shows that kindness comes back to you literally so it's actually scientifically proven to be great for your own mental health, for your own well-being, when you perform an act of kindness and someone else receives it, or if you receive an act of kindness, it's the same thing. You you get that, I guess, serotonin and, and whatever in your body that just in, improves your life. So there's really no reason not to do it. Right. It's good for your health. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so to get off topic again. Let's go. Do, do you have any pets in your life? Do I have any pets? Yes, I do. I've always had pets, which is a very long history. But right now we have two kitties. Mm-hmm. Their names are Winnie and Honey. And they just marked their one year gotcha anniversary. Gotcha we celebrated their one year anniversary maybe a week or two ago. So okay. I'm officially a cat dad, which is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I thought I thought I remember seeing uh, you had you had some kittens there. Uh, we do. But, yeah. Um, last year about October, we got a dog. Um, uh, uh, she was a rescue from the Humane Society. Uh, wow. So we, we named her Pumpkin. Uh, she's an Australian Shepherd. Love it. And has like orange and white fur or red and I don't know. It looks orange to me. We got her. <laughs> we got her in October. So that's fitting. Pumpkin. I love pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she and she is such a sweetheart. We you never know what their background is, you know when mm-hmm. you get get a rescue but we were just really needing something um as far as uh well kind of kind of like a just for our mental health sake you know the yeah people had recommend you know try try getting a pet and and she was just the right fit i mean it was it was a miracle honestly uh and Aww. she loves to go on walks so she's she's getting to be where she gets me out of the house more, which is good. Um, you know, I, I've been walking more, which is good. Um, she'll, she'll, she loves to snuggle. My, my wife loves to take an afternoon nap if she can. And so pumpkin just gets right up there and snuggles down with her. And, uh, <laughs> it's That's great. Yeah. She's, she's certainly been a, a highlight of this past year. So. Oh yeah. They yeah. keep things very interesting. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And on top of it all, she was, uh, she was well-trained too. So, you know, we oh, well, have to worry a, about definitely a perk. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there were, um, there were some signs that maybe whoever had her last, I don't know if abusive or neglectful at least. And oh. just seeing the, 
change in her behavior since she's come to live with us has, has been really, you know, I don't want to pat myself on my back here too much, but you know, it's like, that's neat. You know, I just, give you permission. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> just showing kindness, even to an animal, how it can change their behavior, you know, and she's less reactive towards people now than she was before and, and things. Mm. And it's, yeah, just so neat. Um, and she's it a is. sweetie. <laughs> yeah. We're all sentient beings. And I mean, it's similar to going back to Scrooge, you know, it's yeah. a similar thing. We're all shaped by our past experiences. And so you need other people to sometimes break that shell or lift you back up out of the water if you're kind of drowning and not in a good place. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you, you, it's so important to, to rescues uh, animals. Ours are rescues. And, you know, mm -hmm. they were living on the streets in Georgia. I think we call them our little Southern bells. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's important. I mean, animals are, they, they yeah. contribute so much to, <laughs> to the world. And so it, it's, yeah, it's wonderful to know there's people like you out there that are, that are giving back. You should pat yourself on the back. Awesome. Well, okay. I, I've got your permission then. Um, <laughs> I'm patting you virtually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My, my <laughs> wife got me a, a hooded sweatshirt for Christmas last year that says, uh, it says Aussie dad on it. And it has a picture of her face or kind of a cartoon drawing of, of pumpkin's face on it. And <laughs> I love that sweatshirt. <laughs> That's so cute. You know, my wife actually got me well, I don't think she has for the kittens yet, but we love getting each other these fur baby socks or these, uh -huh. these pet socks. And it's the same thing. It's socks with your pet's face on them. We've loved the company. I think we use the same one every time so much. This is not an ad because I can't remember the company's name. <laughs> we love it so much that for our wedding, I actually got all my groomsmen socks with my face on it. I thought it would be really funny and it was, and they all wore it and it was just so silly. <laughs> That's awesome. It's mostly for pets, but you can put your own face on it too. Okay. Now I, now I know what I'm going to gift people for Christmas this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pair of socks. <laughs> Cozy Christmas socks. Okay. Yep. That'll be up in the, uh, in the merch store here soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 5%. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. And then, um, what, what have been some of the, um, You've received a lot of kindness tips over over the couple, last couple of years. What are some that have been you have found to be really, uh, really excellent, outstanding that that just have stuck with you? Thank you for asking. I try and really give tangible kindness tips every episode. So each episode ends with me actually giving a kindness tip, quote unquote, of the week. But prior to that, the interviews that I do with different celebrity guests end with me asking them for a tangible kindness tip. So really you get two per episode, which is, I mean, come on, kind of wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two for one. Yeah, <laughs> it can be hard to think of them sometimes, to be honest. But the one that people have said consistently that I've already mentioned on here, so I'll just kind of skim over it, is smiling at people that you see on the street. You know, if you're in a safe environment or saying hello to people when you're checking out on the grocery line, you know, just connecting with people is, is a big one. And just really seeing people is, is a big one. I think one that I've loved recently that I'll share that is informed by my nanny who I've only mentioned once so far, which is a record for me. <laughs> I really think this is so fun. So growing up, every time I would meet my nanny, you know, I would get in her car or I would meet her at her house or a restaurant. I would always see a little white slip of paper sort of poking out of her bag or on the dashboard or on the table when I met her for dinner. And I quickly realized through my sleuthing as I got older 
that it was a list that had my name at the top and underneath were all sort of bullet points of things she wanted to ask me about or things she just wanted to discuss, like the latest New York Times article. Mm -hmm. So I came to realize that it was kind of a kindness cue card, right? It was my nanny Mm -hmm. being curious about me. And I think that's one of the kindest things you can do for people is to be curious about them. So this time of year, and the reason I share it here with you all today is filled with opportunities to connect with people. Although we're always running around, there is always the opportunity to stop and just see someone. And so going into your holiday parties, and if the holidays have passed by the time you listen to this, no, they haven't, because you can say happy new year for the whole month of January. That's right. <laughs> and there's more holidays around the corner. And I think you could just do this every time you go somewhere. Make Whether you make a physical list or just in your head, think about the people you're going to be seeing at these parties or that you're meeting up with to celebrate something. Really think of at least, you know, one to three things you can ask them about. Really specific things. I mean, we all have cheat sheets now, right? You know, mm-hmm. I can log on to Instagram right now, Art, and find some things about you to ask you about. And I think mm-hmm. if going into these, we'll stick with holiday parties because this is the Christmas podcast, <laughs> going into Christmas parties, if you can think of at least one question or compliment or just something specific to say to somebody that is so kind. It makes them feel seen. And it's a lot more of a, it's a lot deeper of a connection. And I know we have people at these parties, sometimes in our family that we don't always talk to, we kind of just say hello to and move on. But what would happen if you, if you said, Hey, Oh, I saw your daughter just graduated from high school. That's so exciting. Did, how did you guys celebrate? Or I just saw you were in the Bahamas. What was your favorite part? You know, it really makes people feel special. And I've come to realize that's part of my grandma's special sauce. It's it's part of the reason why I love her so much is that she's just so curious and always asks me about myself. And I try and do that in return for mm-hmm. her. And I hope you all can do that this season. So that that's a little holiday kindness tip. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, I mean, it's so true. Being remembered, um, it, it yes. means a lot, you know? Um, we like my uh well both of my two of my three kids have been involved in um like uh choir and and band and things at their school and when my daughter especially was in a in the chill uh what was it elementary uh choir they would they would go to some of the um nursing homes and senior centers around to perform and um you know my my daughter would say, Oh, I don't think we sounded very good. And I'm like, yeah, but you should have seen the smiles on everyone's face, you mm-hmm. know, that you took the time to come and sing to them. It meant so much to them. Yes. Uh, and it's like, well, really? It didn't sound good. You know, <laughs> she'll, she'll say that <laughs> like, and it sounded fine. I mean, <laughs> she, she, she probably picks up a bad habit from, from me being super critical of our, of myself, but no. you, you know, <laughs> it's self-kindness. Uh, it's hard. It's, uh, I mean, sometimes I feel like a phony, to be honest, when I'm recording my my pre-introduction introductions to the episodes or my mm-hmm. outros, because I can get so down on myself hearing myself in my head, or I can, you know, hear myself mess up a word, or I have like a weird air bubble fly through my mouth while I say a word. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I can get so in my head and I just have to remind myself I'm recording a, a podcast about kindness. I have to be kind to myself. And mm-hmm. It's 
it's awareness, right? So if, mm-hmm. if you're aware of the fact that maybe you're not so kind to yourself, just sort of sitting with it and asking yourself why and figuring out, you know, how you can do better. And it's always a work in progress, you know, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. something that we should strive for, I think, because you deserve it. Right. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I like to joke with myself that this podcast is kind of my own, um, personal therapy time too. So thank you for being my therapist. <laughs> That'll be $150. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, it's in the mail. Yeah. I don't accept insurance. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it, well, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not qualified. I'm an armchair I or I guess I'm a rolly chair expert. I'll say that. Okay. That's, I'm in a rolly yeah. chair. <laughs> we're, we're all amateurs here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, one of the, one of the things unexpected joys of podcasting have been, um, whether on this one or on my, uh, my book podcast, it's, you know, hearing people's journeys and and just finding inspiration in their stories, whether it's a story they've actually written or the story that they're living, you know, it's just, it's, I, I love to hear it. I love to hear about people's lives and that inspires me. So, so I kind of joke that, you know, this is, this is my, uh, my therapy here. You guys are going to inspire me to, you know, <laughs> get up and go after my, uh, my dreams or. Oh, I understand that be. completely. Yeah. Every time I finish recording an episode with a guest, I have that feeling of being inspired, even if I'm sort of having an off day and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot I scheduled this and I have to set up the mic and all this stuff, which I don't usually feel that because of a guest. It's mostly because of me, I guess, being lazy. <laughs> By the time I finish recording, I am so happy to just have talked with another human. And that's something you don't need a podcast to do. Reminder out there, you can call somebody, text somebody and and get that feeling. And I think Mm -hmm. during the Christmas season, especially, it's an important reminder just to reach out and make sure we're connecting with others. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's some uh, a challenge my listeners can can make for themselves. Uh, Get a get a plate of yeah. cookies and and reach out to someone. I- a plate of cookies and reach out. Or this was another kindness tip I loved. Every mm. time somebody crosses your mind, this might sound really simple, but how many people cross your mind in a day? You know, we get these memory flashes. Take the extra second to actually text that person. Mm-hmm. It might seem weird and out of the blue, but every time I've done it, and I've I have an example of of doing it recently with my cousin who was pregnant, I just randomly said, Hey, thinking of you, how are you doing? Every time the person has said, Oh, you don't know how much it means to hear from you. You don't know how much I needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not feeling well. Can I call you? You know, it, it, it always is met with such love. So that would be a good challenge. And if well, you were going to say, add Christmas cookies, if mm-hmm. you want to walk on over to my house, that's... <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll, I'll be there in about if I'm walking, that could take a while, but <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas cookies. We had a one time a neighbor next to us whose dog would not start barking like 24 mm-hmm. seven. This is a hard scenario, which I won't go into too much because we work from home and we could hear it. And I felt bad for the dog and it was loud. And we left them Christmas cookies with a note and mm-hmm. they did take them in. And I think it helped. <laughs> <laughs> We enjoy hearing your dog every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll, I I said I work from home. I'm happy to walk your dog, and yeah, I yeah. won't go into the the full details, I guess. But it did help <laughs> from 
me eating extra Christmas cookies that I didn't need to eat because I'd already eaten too many. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, um, and I, I've got to wrap up here in about 10 minutes or so, cause I got to pick up my daughter from school. Oh yes, but, me too. And I, I appreciate that reminder. Yeah, no problem. But, um, what, uh, what plans do you have for Christmas this year that you're looking forward to? Well, this year we are embarking in my family's big Italian tradition on Christmas Eve, which is the seven fishes. Mm -hmm. So we'll be going to my Nona's with my large, fun, and really loving family and doing the seven fishes tradition, which is pretty much just to have seven different types of fish present during the dinner. And that'll be fun. Christmas Eve has always been really big for my family. And the next day we will wake up at my dad's house on Christmas morning, do a little gift exchange, some cinnamon buns for breakfast, mm. be pretty cozy. And to be transparent with you, Christmas, I love Christmas. I love the holidays. And it can also be stressful for me because of many reasons. But the first being that my parents are divorced. So it's always, the holidays are always hard. Mm -hmm. So to balance that out this year, we're seeing my mom and my nanny, her mom, the Saturday before Christmas Eve. So we're doing that too. We're going to have a nice celebration with them. And I think it's a good thing to try and <laughs> mm -hmm. do is, you know, you don't always have to do one fam side of the family or the other. You can try and have multiple celebrations. And like you, I love Christmas. So I'm happy to string these things out like beautiful lights. Yep. And hopefully yeah. this year it's successful. I think, <laughs> <laughs> good. I think it will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds really lovely. Um, yeah, we're gonna have. Um, yeah, what are you doing? You're the you're the Christmas king, <laughs> right? Well, we're we're um, staying home, um, which I love to do. And um, my Thanks. oldest son is in college, and he's kind of living on his own now. But he'll be home. Uh, he'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> Sing <laughs> um, it. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, so yeah, all my kids will be home. Um, and then my wife's parents are coming for a visit like the day after or two, and then we'll have a second Christmas with them. Um, but yeah, we, we try to keep Christmas day itself as low key as possible where yes, it's a pajama um, day. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we'll read books or watch movies or, you know, just play a game together. Um, eat insanely amounts, insane amounts of, of food. Uh, just all day as you should. Uh, yep. Yep. If, if, <laughs> if, if we, we like to say, if you're not feeling sick by, by nighttime, it's, you did something wrong. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. I think even by a crisp, like four 30 or 5 PM in the pajamas, just in that, you know, when your body almost feels like it was just on an airplane, you have that kind yeah. of full swollen body and you're just on the couch under a blanket yep. watching movies for the rest of the night. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really a, a day we we have tried since since we first got married because uh, I have a similar um, background with my parents are divorced and I've got family living all over the United States. And so travel has never really been possible, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. as or affordable in that um, in that case either. But, um, you know, we, we just really wanted to let's just make Christmas Day itself you know, a, a family day, you know, to make it, we're going to center it around ourselves as a family. We're not trying to be selfish or anything. You know, we will be happy to, you know, before or after, but Christmas day itself has almost become 
you know, dare I say a sacred day where we have mm. no plans. We're going nowhere. We're staying home. We're going to spend time with each other and we're going to try to do this for as long as we can. Um, you know, and, and I realize as my kids get older, they're going to start their own families and have their own traditions and, and, and that's good and healthy and all that, but there's some bittersweetness to it as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bittersweet chocolate. Yep. Yep. That's magical uh, though. That's a great way to spend Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and then, uh, my, my wife and I will joke that, um, you know, there's that, I think it's in, um, Iceland, there's this tradition of giving books and chocolate to each other on Christmas Eve and you spend the day reading and eating chocolate. And mm. so that's our retirement plan right now. <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. What a, what a plan. <laughs> what's Thank you the, for telling me that. I want to do that. Once all the kids move out, um, and, and if we can't spend Christmas with them, we'll, we'll just, you know, give each other books and chocolate and spend the day uh, <laughs> doing what we really like. <laughs> That's wonderful. I wonder if uh, we should do that tonight. My wife and I try and always have, because when we were long distance and before we were married, we were still yeah. splitting holidays. So we would always try and have our own Christmas and then her birthday's the 27th. So her birthday would be right around the corner. And we still always try and have our own mini Christmas moment. And so maybe mm-hmm. that will be, that will be it. Chocolate and books. Because mm-hmm. we do always stuff stockings with a, we get each other at least a book each. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I think I'm going to take that. <laughs> if I can pronounce it, it's, I think it's called um, Yola Boca Float. <laughs> oh. So I did an episode on it a year or two ago and I, I learned how to pronounce it or I tried to anyway, but it's been a while. But yeah, it's this tradition where y- you get a stack of books and chocolate and just, don't know that wow. you know it's one of those things i saw floating around facebook so the authenticity you know varies but <laughs> well i listen it's authentic to me it resonates and it sounds like heaven <laughs> oh it sure does you know um yeah so that's um that's maybe some of our uh retirement plan right now but when you have kids at home it's you don't always get those times to be you mm. know quiet and restful all day like you need to so <laughs> oh yes, of course. Well, yeah. enjoy it. Enjoy. It. Those are my favorite memories is being at home with our, you know, little mm-hmm. main family unit and just sitting in pajamas and watching movies. I think mm-hmm. that's that's magic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, here uh, let's go ahead and wrap up, and we'll we'll put a, a pretty little bow on this season of of the podcast. But um, uh, Robert, anything you want to um, promote? Um, here that you have coming up in this new year that maybe you're looking forward to doing? Oh, well, thank you for asking. I'm looking forward to hopefully committing to my goals and my resolution. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would love if your listeners checked out the Art of Kindness podcast. We just celebrated 100th episodes with the one and only Carol Burnett, which was really exciting. That was so, neat. yeah. It was so unbelievable please i'm still pinching myself please go listen where everywhere you listen to podcasts if you're interested no pressure at all uh but there's pressure no there's not please (laughs) please tune in and i'm actually producing a new podcast coming out so that'll be shared soon i don't think Mm -hmm. i can say quite yet okay but that's coming and then yeah hopefully lots more stuff on the acting front now that the strike is is over which Mm -hmm. is really wonderful so I would love to, yeah. yeah, stay connect with you all on social media at Rob Peter Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and all the things. Yeah. If if you want 
positivity in your social media accounts. Um, follow, follow, uh, the art of kindness podcast. Um, I've got other names too. I can share, uh, folks are interested. It, it's kind of fun because I hear about social media being such a depressing place, which it can mm. be, don't get me wrong, but yeah, some of it is who you choose to follow. <laughs> so yes, I be really intentional about yep, it. Yep. Yep. So like my, my Instagram has just full of Christmas stuff all the time. It's great. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like me with fall. I do follow a lot of yeah. fall sort of October accounts and Christmas I should add in there too. There is that one guy, I think his name is KJ. He does mm. great Christmas decorations. I don't know. There are a lot of mm-hmm. wonderful ones. I will say you can't go wrong following Dolly Parton if you want a little mm. a little Christmas magic all year long because she's, I think, one of the kindest souls out there. Mm. Somebody... <laughs> Sorry, I know we got to go here, but somebody just gave Pumpkin a gift. Um, it was a, a a doggy sweater that they got from Dollywood, and it said "Raised by Dolly" or "Raised on Dolly," something like that on, <gasps> on the back of it. Oh, can I have it? <laughs> I'll wear it. It's a doggy sweater. <laughs> she has a yeah. She has a new pet line. What yeah. does Dolly not do? I know, you know that's what I want to know. <laughs> Tell She's <us> amazing. <laughs> She's so talented, and I love her Christmas album. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. Albums, I should say now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Robert, thank you so much for being on today. And folks, if, if you don't want to be visited by three spirits, go out and listen to his podcast, uh, The Art of Kindness. Uh, you won't regret it. It's that boost of positivity you need. Robert, thank you for sharing that with the world. Oh, thank you for having me, Art. Thank you all for listening. And I wish you a very merry 2024. Congratulations on season four. All right. Thank you. Um, here's, here's the season five coming up soon. <laughs> Party of five. All right. <laughs> well, Robert, you take care and, and Hey, happy birthday to your wife, Cassie. Thank you. I will let her know. I'm sure she will really appreciate that and let your wife know that I'm going to need some pictures of these cookies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got it. All so right. If I can't eat them, I got to see them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you take care and... Oh, you too. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Thank you for everything. So as I wrap up here, Christmas of 2023, let me read to you the final paragraphs of A Christmas Carol. May we find inspiration from its words. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh and little heeded them. For he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good, at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset. And knowing that such as these would be blind anyway, he thought it quite as well that they should wrinkle up their eyes and grins as have the malady in less attractive forms. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. He had no further intercourse with spirits, but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever afterwards. And it was always said of him, 
that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us. Everyone, have a very merriest of Christmases. Take care.